Hello, and welcome back to Newfound Pod, a bite-sized podcast about Newfoundland. I'm your host, Debbie Wiseman. This is episode 16, Ireland and Newfoundland. St. Patrick's Day is this weekend, and that got me thinking about how closely related Newfoundland and Ireland are. Our flags, our music, our accents, our looks, our beliefs, even the look of the land are so similar that Irish author Tim Pat Coogan has said, Newfoundland is the most Irish place in the world outside of Ireland. Today I'm going to talk about those similarities and the effect of our Irish ancestors on our province. The first fishermen that we know of came from Ireland to Newfoundland in the 1500s to catch cod and return back home. Beginning in the 17 and 1800s, young women started to go along, and they would marry a fellow Irishman and stay to start their families in Newfoundland. According to a census carried out in 1836, over half of the population of Newfoundland had Irish roots. Almost three-quarters of those people were living in St. John's, and an area known as the Irish Shore or the Irish Loop. The Irish Loop is basically, if you look down at a map of the Avalon Peninsula of Newfoundland, you go back down the shore from St. John's and all around the Avalon and back up, and it includes Babels, Fairland, Trapassi, and everything in between. Just a little story for me about the Irish Loop. Uh, years ago, my brother used to own a bar called the Irish Loop Lounge, and he asked my friend Kelly and I to come up and judge a karaoke contest. Well, we listened to everyone, and we didn't know anyone, so we didn't know which one of them was apparently a local favorite, and we picked the one we thought was best, which wasn't her. We thought there was going to be a riot. We were actually told to leave early because people were so mad. I guess they take their karaoke pretty seriously. As I said, traditional Newfoundland music and Irish music are pretty similar. I'm not an expert in music, so I look to someone who is. This comes from the Down Homer Magazine article from last year. So, what separates Newfoundland tunes from Irish tunes? To many, they may sound indistinguishable. But according to musician Jim Payne, who also teaches the Newfoundland accordion course at Memorial University, tunes from this province draw on several traditions and contain nuances that place them in their own musical category. Besides the indigenous population, Newfoundland is mostly made up of four settler groups, English, Irish, Scottish, and French. So it stands to reason that when you take people from these different cultures and mix them all together, eventually there's going to be some sort of a hybrid form of expression come out of that. The Newfoundland tunes are often faster and more aggressive than their Irish counterparts, which Jim thinks stems from the environments they were played in. At the roots, both traditional Irish and Newfoundland tunes were written for dancing. Jim, who once taught at the Irish National Dance and Theatre School, says many of the Irish dancers and musicians he worked with were caught off guard by how fast the tunes are. But Newfoundlanders were dancing in much tighter spaces. They had less room to travel on the dances, so they didn't need as much time. They danced in kitchens, so it evolved in kitchens, says Jim. Dance tunes from this province are also known for being crooked. An extra beat is sometimes added to a place in the tune where it might be unexpected. They also tend to be less ornamental and more choppy than Irish tunes, due to the types of accordions available on the island. Four stop, one row accordions that required much more pushing and pulling than the two row accordions popular in Ireland. And I'll have some videos of both types of music up on the blog today so you can hear for yourself. There's quite a few bars on George Street named for the love of Ireland. Probably the most famous is O'Reilly's Irish Newfoundland Pub. Don't yell at me if that isn't the most famous or most popular. I haven't spent a lot of time on George Street. But they have live music every night, and they even have a live stream, so if you can't make it down, you can watch from your computer at home. I don't really have a strong Newfoundland accent. I know those who probably can understand me would beg to differ, but I really don't. There are much stronger accents, and I'll put examples of that on the blog too.
Irish people themselves often mistake the Newfoundland accent for an Irish one. I've heard plenty of stories of people from here being asked what part of Ireland they're from. It's even happened to me when I visited the United States. Over 200 years ago, the Benevolent Irish Society was formed in St. John's and is still going strong. Their aim is to provide support to the community and to support Newfoundland and Irish culture. There's also a huge religious aspect to this. I'm not sure if I ever want to get into religion on this podcast. If I did, it would be a multi-part series because there's just so much. But I would get to tell you about my great-great-great-grandfather William, who was such a troublemaker that a priest wrote about him in his diaries. So I still may do it. So that's it for me for this episode. Have a great St. Patrick's Day and drown the shamrock. Sorry this one was so short, but I'll be back soon, I promise, with another episode. Talk to you soon.
talk to you soon.